What's up, everybody? A uh, couple things before we get into the podcast. The third annual New England AIM is next weekend, November 5th and 6th, at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. That's going to be live. If you're in the area, come check it out. Um, and we are also premiering our second full-length All I Need video, titled In the Trenches. That will be Saturday, November 5th, in New Bedford, Mass., at Gallery X, 8.30 p.m. If you guys are in the area, if you're at the contest, head to that, check it out. I'm really psyched. I got a full part in it. Corey Goonan does, Billy Drown, Timmy Knuth, um, Ramsey's in there. We got some special guests in there. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. So if you're in the area, come out. It's going to be lit. We also just released our limited edition collab deck with Narragansett Beer, which we are titling The Beer Shark. And we updated the online store. We have two new colorways. Um, one of the gum pat, which I'm, I love. And I got the new colorway coming for myself, which I'm psyched. And then the Grandison beanie. We have a new colorway of that. And if you live somewhere cold and you're looking for a really warm beanie that, that fits good and soft and just you will be in heaven in the Grandison. So check it out. You can check it all out at allineedskate.com. And also our decks are made right here in the United States by skateboarders. And all the graphics are original hand-drawn ideas by Peter James Glenn. So, yeah. And then we are also brought to you by World Industries. Um, the Shadow Reflex is coming. It's a mid-top. I'm really excited to share that with you, and I will keep you posted through Instagram. We're going to give some away on there. So go ahead and follow at World Industries, or you can follow me at Anthony Shetler. Also check out... Um, the online store, we have the Flame Boy Lives collection up there. And uh, the cool thing is, if you buy anything from either websites, allineedskate.com or worldindustries.com, a portion of the sale will go directly to supporting this podcast, helping out with storage and improve the show all around. So it's much appreciated. And our guest today is Jordan Maxim. He came highly recommended by Brandon Westgate, and uh, Jordan didn't let him down. Jordan's awesome. Enjoy. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Boy, today, today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. All right, Jordan, where are we at right now? Uh, right now, I'm chilling on my couch in Highland Park. This is California? Live with, uh, 
Yeah, uh, Highland Park, California, like 15 minutes north of L.A. A little bit outside the chaos, but still close enough to get there without too much hassle. Nice. Who who'd you say, who you live with? Uh, I live with my girlfriend, Mickey, and our dog, Tandy. Hell yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? Dude, he's like a, he's a mutt. I have no idea. We rescued him from the shelter. He's like, he's like a fucking chihuahua. He's got some definitely chihuahua in him, like a bunch of terrier. Oh, shit. Tandy. <laughs> Steezy looking. Yeah, dude, he's a crazy looking dog. He's got a bunch of stuff in him, but he, we thought he was gonna get big. He had like a big dog face when we rescued him, but he just ended up getting longer and longer. So he like just grew really long. He only reached twenty pounds. So yeah, I have a miniature long-haired dachshund named Elwood, and uh, his body looks just like your dog, except your dog has like a snub snub nose, where Elwood has like a longer face. Uh, sick. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So. I asked you earlier if you were skating, but you said no. You came across some bad luck recently. Yeah, I was in uh, Vermont. Like, uh, I'm from Vermont originally. Nice. And me and Cookie, my homie Chris Colburn, a bunch of people, uh, we always try to get a bunch of people to go back to Vermont with us, like, every year, throughout the year, and uh, to try to film some stuff, you know, in the hometown. Yeah. And during... October, the foliage is insane. Like, all the trees are just, like, it's like a painting. They're, like, the most beautiful thing ever. People just, like, travel there just to check out the foliage. So we always try to go and, like, film stuff and get, like, bush shots of the foliage. And I was supposed to come home, I think it was on a Thursday, and I had tried to grind this rail. That poor connection thing up. You're fine, I think. Uh... Yeah, so it was Thursday, I was supposed to go home, and I tried to grind this rail previously in the trip, and we didn't get a chance to go back for one reason or another, whatever, every day, it was like raining and shit, and uh, I was like, fuck it, I gotta get this clip, like, I'm not gonna be back until summer next year, so I'm gonna have to wait all year to land this trick that I have a photo of that I'm hyped on, stomped it already, like, I just gotta get the trick, so I changed my flight so I could get it. And, uh, the morning I was supposed to fly out, I was like, fuck yeah, we're on the way to the spot instead of the airport, this is tight. And I got there, and it was all good to skate, and I was, like, trying to, like, maybe five or six times, and just, I have no idea what happened. Like, I was trying to 50 the rail, and I got into feeble, and it kind of, like, shot me backwards a little bit, and the rail was, like, way over head high of a drop where I was popping over. No fun. So, like, when it shot me backwards a little bit, I, like, was, like, just like I don't know falling out of control you know like shooting backwards my feet were like going up above my head my girlfriend's here hello nice so yeah my I was like falling backwards and my feet were like going up above my head and I'm like my arms are like flailing trying to go behind me and I put my hand down and the ground like came at like a weird time you know like my body thought the ground was coming and it just like didn't come so I kept falling put my hand down in a weird place and my thumb broke in three places. Jesus. And uh, I smashed my face off the ground and I had to get five stitches like my eyebrows split open and I was bleeding everywhere and I looked down and my thumb was like in like an L like zigzag and I just like straightened it out out of like uh, you know like just out of instinct. I was like oh my god my thumb's not straight and it's straight so I popped it and like I could see well, I'm, like, bleeding everywhere, and I can see that my thumb is, like, 
the skin is like twisted. Like if you were to try to grab your finger and just twist it, like turn it all the way around, you could see your, your skin twist because it can only go so far. <laughs> my thumb was like that. Yeah, so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, yeah, right? Like, you know, Eldridge just strains his finger out. Like, <laughs> I never thought I'd have to come to do this, but I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. You know, so I'm like, trying to straighten it out and I'm like, like, dude, I'm going to pass out and, like, getting all white and, like, about to throw up, all nauseous, super sweaty. And then fucking, I was like, all right, well, this is it. I can't, obviously can't do this. Like, I need to go, need to go to the hospital. And I'm, like, 45 minutes from where my mom lives, and I have her car. I'm, like, borrowing it. So I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, my eye stopped bleeding. Nice. And I hit my head, so I probably shouldn't have driven. So anyone <laughs> who just drove, definitely hit your head. Don't drive. But yeah. I drove, like, 45 minutes. You know, pick my mom up from work, and I was a little kid. I was like, Mom, I got hurt. I need you to take me to the hospital. So it was tight. Like, uh, you know, it was the first time I've been seriously hurt in a long time, and it was tight to be at home with my mom. Yeah. Took care of me, me in the ER. <laughs> but they stitched me up, and I was just telling them the whole time. I was like, don't worry about my face. Like, I'm fine. Like, That'll be fine. We can stitch that up later. But my thumb is super dislocated right now. Like, it needs to get back in place. Like, it was stuck straight. But I had straightened it out. And they, they're like, yeah, well, we ran x-rays on it, and it's broken in three places. Fuck. I was like, no. <laughs> okay, so I was just popping it and pulling on it for no reason. <laughs> so, bad, dude. So I was just like, all right. Well, that happened. So they gave me five stitches in my eyebrow, and, uh, they told me they could operate it on it the next morning, but I uh, go see Dr. Dave out here all the time. Nice. I know Dr. Dave. He's the man. He's been on the show. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. so Dave's the man, and uh, he's a miracle worker. So I called him up and told him, I'm like, yo, I'm in the ER, and they want me to like operate on this thing tomorrow. And uh, I know he has surgeons that he works with directly. So uh, he hooked me up with this hand specialist, uh, Dr. Adam Franklin, I think it was. Nice. And... Uh, I got surgery like, I flew home and I got surgery like two days later. That was like four days ago, five days ago. Now and today was the first day with no painkillers nice. since I got the surgery. So uh, that's good news, but I'll be skating again in like three weeks. Is this Supposedly, uh, that's when the pins will be out and I'll be like 100% good to skate. Nice. Is this uh, your first surgery? Yes, yeah, the first surgery I've ever had. Wow, how old are, how old are you? Uh, 26. So I got we got lucky, made it this far, and also got lucky that it wasn't you know like a knee or ankle or like you know anything below the the waist is bad. So I got real lucky, knocked out with it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing worse happens, you know. You had a hell of a run for 26 years, so it's bound to happen. You did, especially watching your video parts, man. That was one of my question. <laughs> one of my questions was like, what's the gnarliest injury? Is is the thumb the, the gnarliest? Dude, yeah, this is the gnarliest. It's like, uh, well, you know, gnarliest technically, like on paper, when you're like, oh, you know, three pins in your thumb, surgery, like split open eye, like it sounds bad, but like, I wasn't in, what after I hurt my thumb, ever since I tried to pull on it and like got nauseous and like almost threw up, I wasn't in any real pain. Yeah. It was super weird. I wasn't like... And even when I flew home, like, the, the doctor in Vermont gave me painkillers. But even when I flew home and, like, hung out here for three days before I got my surgery, I didn't take one painkiller. Like, my thumb wasn't in any pain at all. It was super weird. So it wasn't, the, it's not the worst injury I've ever had because I've been in no pain the whole time. And then once it was time for pain, I had the painkillers I needed. But, like, I've rolled my ankle where I've been out for, like, you know, three months. And it's, like, really bad pain, you know, and you can't walk. 
Like, I rolled it in China so bad when we were filming for We Are Blood, and I had to get on the plane and fly home, and, like, flying with that is not cool. It probably, swell, <laughs> it probably swells your ankle up, too, because anytime I go up in a plane, my ankles swell up like a motherfucker. Yeah, seriously. It's like, all that pressure is not good anyway. It was, that, that shit sucks. So it's definitely the worst injury on paper, but... Not the worst feeling one, that's well, for sure. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you survived it. And, and it's funny, I know that feeling when you're falling and you think you're gonna hit the ground, but you still have like a foot to go. That's yeah. A, that's when you fall super awkward. I did that on a hubba in Arizona. It was like down flat and I was grinding and the flat was like head height. And I fell off that backwards and I went to put my foot down, but it just caught more air. So then I just like fell another foot and just like knocked myself out. Shit was rough. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> it's not good actually. I mean, it's not funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny now though. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I tried to, uh, actually, I was, like, a little kid for a minute, I was like, oh, sick, dude, I might be able to fucking get some coverage on Thrasher now, dude, I might be able to get a haul of meat, let's send it in, but we sent it in, and I guess they weren't down. Really? Yeah. It sounds oh, pretty gnarly. Gnarly slam, too, like, I hit my face so hard, and, like, bounce up, and my thumb's all sideways, I'm bleeding. I couldn't believe they don't want to use it, I was kind of bummed, I was like, damn, man. That's alright, just blast it on your Instagram, you'll get the, you'll get the likes. <laughs> um yeah, all right jordan let, let's start at the top man um you mentioned that you grew up in vermont H- how'd you find skateboarding in vermont um i think honestly how i found skateboarding was fucking uh you remember that disney channel movie brink yeah <laughs> yeah okay so fucking brink about the dude who rollerblades andy brinker uh, that shit was awesome when I was a kid. It was like a big movie. Shit was fucking tight. Hell yeah. And I wanted to fucking rollerblade. I was like, yeah, this is sick. So I like, got some rollerblades from my grandparents' basement and uh, went to the school that was right down the street. And I'm like rollerblading around trying to jump off stairs. And there's this kid there. This like teenager way older than me. And he's like skating. And he was ollieing in the stairs and doing kickflips down this like two or three stair. And my mind was fucking blown. I was like, what? Like that's not even real shit right there like how do you do that like you can flip your board and like be on a skateboard i was like that is way sicker than these things and i like took the rollerblades off and i was like skating in my socks <laughs> on his board, like trying to like push around and uh the next day me and my grandma were like uh out at a yard sale and she found a uh, board it was an old like fiberglass banana board and it was 25 cents and she bought me that shit and i started skating like every day on this little banana board that was 25 cents and then all like all the time anywhere i could find like an old shitty skateboard i would get it like you know for like two bucks three bucks and then uh i think my first real board was a world Industries board that i got at the mall it's the wet wet willy i was like dude i need this and we got home and uh had no idea how to put the grip tape on <laughs> we were trying to super glue the grip tape we didn't realize you could peel it off and it was like a sticker i think we were trying to glue the grip tape to the top of the board oh it was crazy yeah when i was like uh 10 so i like messed around with it i was like probably like nine when my grandma got me that and then when i was like 10 we were on a school like uh like a walk through the woods behind our school and uh the gym teacher was like yeah right here is where they're gonna build the new skate park they had like cleared all this land and they were building a park i was like what they're building a skate park right behind our school and it was there the next summer, and I just started skating all the time. Yes, that sounds awesome, dude. That's that's perfect. <laughs> what about winters? Did you have an indoor park? Uh, yeah, in the winter, there's this skate park called Talent Skate Park, and it's like the only skate park that's indoors in Vermont, and it's like, it's amazing. The dude, Dave Wood, who builds the parks, he builds parks all over the East Coast, and he's just like a 
really good ramp builder, and he was always changing it up, and it was just, like, the place to be, like, in the winter, they were always open from, uh, from, like, noon until 9 o'clock, so nice. it was, like, you go skate, like, you know, 12 to 3, or 3 to 6, or 3 to 9 session, or you just, like, go skate all day, and it was the best, it was, like, but it was 45 minutes in the winter, so it was, like, my mom and, like, two other kids I skated with would take like the parents would take turns driving us up and like sit around for five hours while we skate. Those places, those indoor parks are so fucking clutch though. Like, cause in the winters we'd be yeah. so, cause I live in Boston and back in the day, like me, Zared, Westgate, um, Don yeah, Pierre, we had Skaters Island. Oh, Skaters Island was the shit. Yeah, and then they closed down and we were all freaking out, but then, uh, Skaters Edge Skater's opened. Skaters Edge? Yeah. That's what it is, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that... Bucks Skater's Edge. I used to go there for the Beast of the East contest when I was a kid. And like King of the Groms. Nice. <laughs> Actually, next weekend's our third annual New England Am contest, which is kind of crazy. I'm excited and That's nervous. So sick. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that contest a bunch. I've never got to make it. Oh, you'll have to come out, dude. We'll, you're definitely invited. We'll find a way next year for sure, as long as the schedules work. Thanks. I'll come skate. I'm fucking definitely down to come kick it yeah i started the new england am with the homies here because i i just know how it is when you're on the east coast there's so many shredders and everyone comes from like 45 minutes away to an hour like you know like it, i actually been to talent skate park too um yeah when i rode for fiber when i rode for fiber i went through there yep yeah. dude i remember the fiber demo there so sick i was probably there as a little kid that's fucking so sick and, um that place is really really awesome Okay, I like that you, did you take the rollerblades and immediately put them in the trash and then skate in socks? <laughs> dude, I was like, yeah, I mean, I just took them off, because I was like, I want to ride your skateboard, and he was like, yeah, try it out, dude. Nice. <laughs> cool. That did, was it, like, you gotta get a skateboard. Um, <laughs> okay, so, we're skating in Vermont, and you got the indoor spot, the outdoor spot, how'd you find out about videos, magazines, sponsorships, stuff like that? Um. Shit, the first day I got, the day that I got my first, like, World Industries board, I bought a skate video. It was 411 issue 47. Yes. That was my first skate video that I ever bought. My first skate video I ever had, and I watched it all the time, and now I realize it's, a, like, an insane video, is, uh, Damn This, the Plan B video. Gnarly. And that shit is so good. Like, I remember being a little kid just, like, mesmerized by, like, Ray Barbie, like, how he could turn around so fast and, like... Just being a little kid, not having any idea what it was, but it's just like, that is so sick. And, like, just wanting to, like, turn around, like, all sick and, like, no comply and shit. <laughs> and, like, now as I get older, I'm like, damn, that's sick that that was my first video. It was a random video that was at, like, the video store down the street. And, like, I just bought it. And it was, like, this old VHS. And it was like, man, this was the shit. <laughs> that's sick. So good. <laughs> yeah, those videos are clutch, especially when you grow up in, like, on the East Coast and, like, uh, the, like it's not like we have tons of skateboard industry out here. It's it's changing a yeah. bit. In the cities, it's changing a bit, but, like, in the cut of Vermont, it's, like, there's not tons of brands and, like, pros coming out. Like, how many pros are from Vermont, really? Dude, yeah, there's, like, uh... Colin, right? Or... Co fucking, yeah, we turned Colin pro. Uh... No. Fucking, because Colin Hale, like, I mean, a lot of people, some people don't know about him, or a lot of people don't know about him, but then there's also a lot of people that know about him. I know about him, I know how good he is. Yeah, it's like, when people know, they know, like, you know, he went to Tampa, they still talk about him every year at Tampa Am, like, <laughs> Colin did the most tricks out of anybody who's ever skated Tampa Am, he did, like, 30 tricks in his minute run. Fuck yeah. It was, like, insane. <laughs> and, uh, 
like got the golden ticket and I just like, blew in the finals like, classic or something. But you know, he killed it. Like he fucking nolly back killed Carlsbad. He switched backside flip Machba. Gnarly. Like a long time ago. Like a long time ago. The dude is like insane. So it's like I don't know. There's you two. Is there anyone else? Uh Colin? Is there any... besides Colin, I mean? Yeah, like No, no dude, not that I not that I know of. Not at all. It sucks. Uh <laughs> There's fucking one that everyone always throws out there. Who was it? Was it one of the Razos or something? Was Oh, or, Tino? Or was, yeah, it was supposed to be from Vermont. No shit, I wonder. Something. I don't know. I can't remember who, who people say it was, but I never like heard about it growing up. So Yeah. I, I can't, can't say, but I think... Uh, fuck, dude, I don't know. Like It was either, I mean, it was either me or Colin. That's it. it. Colin turned the same night. It's sick. I got my board, and then I gave. I knew I was giving Colin his board that night, but I didn't know I was getting mine right before. Damn, that's so sick! The same night as your homie. Yeah, like right after. It was so insane. (laughs) And then Tori gave Daniel his board. It was fucking. That was a pretty epic night. The workout premiere. How long ago was this? That was like seven months ago. Damn, it's fresh. You're you're a virgin pro. Yeah. (laughs) Congrats, dude. Congrats. That's a big deal, man. Like, uh, just to like, just to like know that someone backs your skating and supports you and wants to give you a pro board. Like, that's kind of cool to like have that, huh? Yeah, dude. The workout was tight, man. They were like fucking. At one point, I like had no sponsors. The old company I wrote for, Silent Skateboards, when it went out of business, it was like I had, I was really not making any money at the time, and it was like I need to go back to Vermont. You know, I'm like 23 years old and can't live off mom anymore i gotta go get a job yeah and warco was like you know we'll buy all your footage and put out a welcome to warco part and like you know we'll pay you to stay out here i was like fuck yeah this is tight so they took me in and like it was really really sick for them to you know have my back the whole way turn me pro yeah that's that's cool i'm hyped that you get a ride the you get to experience the ride of being a pro skateboarder it's awesome one second no worries I am going to cross some of this off the list. That way we get caught back up. Oh yeah, there we go. You there still? Yeah, just sending a text. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Ooh, I got a couple good questions. So that was seven months ago. That's a trip, dude. That's like that seems like it's not that long ago at all. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's definitely not even a whole year. So it's fucking still fresh. What was your first graphic? The fucking Chucky doll. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, fucking Chucky doll. I think uh, Paul threw it out there. Paul Flores. He was like, said it one day, just like. Yeah, fucking make him a Chucky doll graphic or something as a joke, and I didn't think it was actually gonna go down, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so how, wh- how do you make the trip from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast? Um, fucking, I saved up. All the money that I could, working as a grocery boy for fucking, and like all my Christmas and birthday money. What, what, uh, 
What grocery Should store? I... What grocery store? I worked at uh, Shaw's. Nice. Store. Yep. Just bag boy for a few months. And uh, saved up as much money as I could and just like all my birthday and Christmas money and moved right after I turned 18. I was like, uh, the company I wrote for, Silent Skateboards, was like, I have a ha- we have a house if you want to move out here and uh, live rent free. You just gotta like, you know, skate and push the brand. Nice. So we moved out into like a nice ass house in Locker Center for the first like year we lived out here. It was sick. That's awesome. And your parents are totally cool with it? Yeah, my mom's like a total skate mom. She like would bring me and all my friends around to contests and shit. Like she's always supported me so much. She would always like help me out with money and rent anytime I needed it. She's nice. the best. Damn, that's fucking awesome. That's good to have that, man. Yeah. Awesome. Very lucky. It's funny, this came to be because I was hanging out with Westgate talking shit at his cranberry bog and uh he was just like he said he met you and he said you're the best dude ever and he said to hit you up. Pretty hyped. That's really fucking nice of him to say. Yeah, Westgate is the fucking man. I love that dude. Did you guys go on a trip together? Um, we went to uh, we went to Element Skate Camp together. Oh. I'm uh, cause Cookie rides for Element, so I I went up there with him, and uh, he was already in Frisco doing something else, and Element hit me up, and they're like, "Hey, can you pick up Westgate on your way?" And I'd never met him before, and I'm like. They're like, we'll pay for your gas. I was like, so you want me to pick up Brandon Westgate from the airport and drive him fucking, you know, five hours up to Element Camp? Like, all right. I mean, I hope he likes fucking Lil Wayne. Like, <laughs> so I picked him up and he ended up just being the chillest dude ever. Like, there's a lot of dudes you meet in, like, skating that you're like, yeah, this, this dude's super solid dude. Like, he's the man. I love going on trips with him, but, like, not the kind of dude you like hit up on a day to bed day like yo what are you doing like trying to kick you like come hang out like and it after by the end of the week I was like dude Westgate is the fucking homie like he's the kind of dude I would like just kick it with like yeah you know like I don't know we just clicked and it was tight I'm fucking hyped that he thinks the same <laughs> yeah yeah he's a full skate ride dude that's awesome yeah, he <laughs> he's like my little brother I've known him for so long you know but did you ask him about his pop on that five hour drive. Yeah, dude, no, I didn't, I didn't try, try not to fan out at all, but, uh, yeah, dude, it definitely tripped me out seeing how small he was, I was like, damn, this dude's really little, where the fuck does that pop come from, we're, like, chilling on the drive, and then we get there, and it's, like, tray flipping over the table, <laughs> like, I know, I, t- I clown on him for the height, too, because he's not, he's not short, but he's just super condensed, and I'm like, it co- that's how you got the power, you're like a little, you're like a little ball of muscle, dude, it's insane. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Uncanny, and I always bust his balls about going for the record, and he gets pissed off, and I'm like, go for the world, <laughs> Ollie, dude. He gets pissed off, because he's like, nah, dude, I don't fucking want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, yeah, but I just know you could come close. Like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he definitely could. Yeah. All right. Oh, I wanted to ask you, do you have any, um, top, like, do you have any, uh, like, who's your top pros? Like, as a child, like, who, who were a couple pros you're stoked on? Uh, as a kid, honestly, I didn't really have a lot of fucking uh, inspiration or anything, because I didn't watch, like, a lot of skate videos. Yeah. But, like, uh, I don't know, it was weird. I never was, like, just a fan of one person and it was always just like you know I just loved watching skating nice and like uh I don't know I just like pick little pieces from everybody I watched a lot of like 
my heroes were like local dudes, like people I saw, because I didn't ever get to see pros. Come on, like you know, on the East Coast, you don't see pros ever. So it was like dudes I looked up to were like Colin Hale, you know, like and fucking Marshall Heath and Dave Aber, and dudes who were like killing it in Vermont in the scene that I would see all the time, and like always putting out videos or like Dave Pachinski and Manny Santiago, like Hell yeah. all those dudes like putting out like Nor'easter and like all those videos, like those are all sick. So uh, like Hello Goodbye, what they do. Thanks, camera. Was that them? Yeah, yeah Justin. All those videos were so sick. Yeah. Hogan, yeah. Yeah, Hogan's the man. Those videos were sick. I remember, like, you know, seeing Kuczynski in one of those videos, Frontside Flipped Out, like, 15. It's in, I don't even know where it is. Like, that big old set that they would always skate. I think Lowell, and, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, like, that was the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. I wanted to do Frontside Flips. And, like, now I do them, like, every day. It's, like, my favorite trick. Nice. <laughs> So it's like, I just like, it was more for me like local dudes, but you know, now getting older, it's like seeing, you know, it's like Reynolds and like fucking Daniel Lutheran is like the man, like fucking, uh, I don't know, like shit. Those are all pretty Those solid pretty, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's all just like pretty thrown around there. Fucking my homies cookie. Yeah. Fires the fuck out of me. Dude does crazy shit all the time. Chris Shreds. <laughs> Chris Shreds. He skates fast. I like that. Yeah, he's sick. Uh, Alright, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Um, I was lurking your Instagram and I saw you have a, like a pro flat bar coming out. Uh, so the homie Corey Keen, who owns Keen Ramps, uh, he hit me up and he wanted to do a flat bar or like, you know, some kind of ramp with my name on it. And, I was, like, super down, but I was, like, I don't want to just, like, put my name on a regular old flat bar. Like, I have this idea my whole life, and I want to put it to, you know, use. I've always thought it would be insane if you could, like, fucking change your flat bar, you know? Like, if you could, like, you know, you had, like, two basic flat bars and, like, a little piece in the middle. So you could make it, like, you know, you could make it a, make one taller, one lower, and then put, like, a down slope in the middle. Nice. And have a flat down flat or you put a curved piece in the middle and make them both the same height so you have a rail that curves in the middle or you know like a pole jam piece that you could put at the end so you could pole jam onto it or flip the pole jam upside down and it's a fucking you know like a little flat bar to flat bar to pole jam yeah nice nice you know like or you know make an s one and it's just like make it like a flat bar that's like legos or, yeah you know Something like that, so you can just build onto it, so we're going to just keep putting out pieces and keep putting out pieces, and eventually there'll be like, you know, 30 pieces, and if you and 10 of your homies all have the pieces, you can make, you know, an up, down, S, sideways, king, around the corner, like, 100 foot flat bar, and it's like, it's sick, because it's like, you don't have to, like, buy all the pieces, but like, you know, I think a bunch of kids, when I was a kid, like, all the kids that I knew, like, everyone would have pitched in and got a different piece, and, like, we would have had this insane flat bar that we could make into anything. Yeah. And when I was a kid, the little flat bars were huge, dude, and still are. Like, the little element flat bars, I have one in my driveway, and and I would skate it. They're fucking sick. I still, me and Cookie would skate it all the time, and then now it's like, dude, when I see this flat bar, I was like, oh, it's going to be sick, you know, like, we got to try to sell it, and then we skated it for the first time. And I was like, dude, this thing is going to sell itself. I was like, this is fun. We're, we're skating the kink rail, and then we changed it up, we're skating the curve rail. I was like, dude, this is insane. Like, this is such a good idea, and it's so easy to do. They just, like, all go together. Yeah. And I was, it just worked out awesome. And I was like, oh, let's call it Build-A-Bar. 
the rip off like the Build a Bear logo. I'll <laughs> build a bar, and it's like by Keen Ramps, and it's gonna uh, we're gonna do like a Black Friday sale. Nice. So like uh, it's not gonna be for sale officially. I think it's still like a little bit before Christmas, but we're gonna do a Black Friday sale. So we will be able to get like you know a good deal on it, and it's gonna be pretty reasonable. We're gonna sell it like you know in bundles if you buy it, like you know buy the package. Save a good amount of money. And they're sturdy flat bars. It bummed me out. Like, you know, when you were a kid, you could never nose slide a flat bar in your driveway. They tip over and move. These are sturdy. You can nose slide it, and they don't move. Nice. And, uh, they get taller than normal ones. That's so, what, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, when you're a kid and you get a flat bar, it's sick. But, like, literally, you're just stuck with a standard flat bar. Like, and it's awesome. You love it. But, like, imagine if you had options and then you could have a down rate. You'd have, like, way more tricks yeah. and variation, which is, like, that's a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, you can start with just, like, you know, you get the kit. And you start with just your regular flat bar, your six-foot flat bar, and, you know, you do your tricks on it. But it gets to a point where you're, like, damn, I wonder if I could do this on a longer rail. And it's, like, all right, well, just get your connector on there, you know, and now you can practice standing on your tricks and holding it. And it's like, it's really good for learning stuff. It's honestly, it taught me how to back 50 through kinks. Nice. <laughs> on this flat bar. So it's sick, dude. I'm like super hyped for it. And like, uh, we filmed a video, a little video for it. I think it's going to come out this week. Right. So by the time people are hearing this, they can go and search this, you know, build a bar video, or, you know, just build a bar and the video will pop up. Yeah. Sick. Fun. That's awesome, dude. That's that's right to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm really hyped, and I think it's just like you know, it's like I mean, it's cool. It has my name on it, but it's like fuck having my name on it. Like it's a sick ass flat bar, dude. If you got like if you got no park around you, you have a driveway or a fucking yard or somewhere you can throw it. Like it's sick. It's like hours of fun. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's dope. Um, all right, we're gonna switch it up. I hope you're down. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's going to get a little rugged here. You ever been in a fight? Yeah. Nice. Sure. <laughs> Did you win? Um, I think the most serious fight, yeah, we won. <laughs> oh, it was like it was a like, crew? Yeah, it was me and Norman Woods and Ira Ingram. Nice. He's like our uh, filmer, team manager, a bunch of people know Ira. He's a wild dude. Dude, Ira shreds, too. He's the man, yeah, and he kills it. Yeah. So... We're in Frisco one night, and we're all, like, drunk and rowdy, and I film, I make, like, skate videos uh, all on my iPhone called iDabble. Sick. Yeah. So I just, like, film whatever chaos is going on on my phone all the time, and I'll edit it and put it together. And I was filming, we are walking, and we saw this crew, crew of dudes, like, fucking, like, five or six on, like, six or seven, and it was, like, a group that was about to, like, fight for sure, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get in there and get the footage, and, like. <laughs> We ended up, like, being in there, and Norman was trying to, like, talk to one of the chicks whose boyfriend was trying to fight and, like, trying to break, get, like, break everything up and, like, get them to not fight. And I'm filming everything, and this one dude looks at me, and he's like, yo, stop filming, like, trying to hit my phone away. And I was like, yo, back up, fool, you're gonna knock down, like, your homie, because they had already had, like, a little squabble. Yeah. And the dude, like, dude cocked back to hit me, and, like, before I could do anything, Norman came flying over my shoulder and just dropped this dude. Damn. Way bigger than me. He was probably six feet tall. And the dude, like, arms out and just falls all the way back. Like, eyes roll back and he falls back to the ground and like, hits his head. Like a trust like, fall? Yeah. But the dude, yeah, trust fall straight to the ground. But the dude stands right up. Oh, he's man. The ground, stands right up. And, like, dude, if anybody knows Norman, he's not a dude you want to take a fucking hit from. And Norman flew with this dude and, like, hit him hard. And the dude stood right back up and I was like, oh, shit. And by this time, like, 
all the fucking his homies had charged Norman, and the dude's getting up, coming back after me, and like, I'm still recording, and I drop my phone. Like, you can hear me go, "Let's go, bitch," and I drop my phone, and then you just like hear this squabble. My phone stand on the fo- on the ground and just recorded the sound of the whole thing. Nice. And then you like Norman like beating this fool's ass, and so somehow the two groups of people that were fighting turned their backs on each other's fighting and just tried to fight us three. So it's literally me, Norman, and Ira versus, like, like 12 or 13 people. Like, I swear to God, I'm, like, not even exaggerating. The like, united front against you guys. Low side. Like, the, yeah, the two crews of dudes who were fighting each other are now fighting us three. <laughs> and fucking, uh... So now we're, like, fighting in the street, like... I remember thinking at one point, like, I'd always thought it would be sick to elbow someone in the face. If I, or, like, had to. Like, if I ever, like, someone was, like, you know, needed to get hit, like, I'm, you might as well elbow him. Like, it would just be, like, a cool fight move. So I fucking, like, ran at this dude, and I, like, went to hit him, and I just fucking went past him and just elbowed him in the face. And, like, his face, like, exploded. Blood, like, went everywhere. And I had on this brand new Young Money jacket that I had bought myself. <laughs> that I was hyped on. It was, like, a Letterman jacket. It had white sleeves. And fucking, I just ruined the whole fucking jacket with his blood and like he put a fucking like dent in my elbow it's like still there through like fucking a couple layers like we're in frisco it was cold (laughs) and just like i don't know i like fucked his face up with my shit but at the end of this fight it was like a movie me ira and norman are looking around and all these dudes are like on the ground and we're like you good you good like nobody had been hit one time (laughs) like Somehow, like, and this was, like, my first real fight, and, like, it was, like, some movie shit, like, Ira was just pounding fools, like, it was, like, three or four on one and the whole time, and nobody got hit once, and we just took all these dudes out, and, like, and when the cops came, and, like, I just grabbed my phone, and we, like, ran away, and it was all good, and it was just, it was nuts, dude, I remember just being like, did that really happen? Like, yeah. they just won that fight? That was fucking crazy. The, the, aver- <laughs> the average person doesn't know how tough a skateboarder is because they never slam like like you described in the beginning falling over head height down to like yeah. breaking your arm and shit. So <laughs> they have well, no idea. Crazy. I didn't realize how fast like my reaction time is, you know, like because I've never been in like a serious fight where there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it's like it felt like when you're watching Spider-Man when it slows down during the fight it was like like, a normal human doesn't ever test their reaction time. Like, maybe when they're driving, some shit will happen, they'll have to, like, throw in their brakes. But being a skateboarder, when you're grinding a rail or trying to trick, you're constantly testing your reaction time every single day. Yeah. So it's like, you're so much sharper than you even realize you are just being a skateboarder, because you have to learn how to, like, oh, shit, I didn't flip it right, I better not lock into the rail, and, like, you know, now i got to make sure I don't fall this way. So yeah. it's like, you're testing that reaction time all the time. So, like... When someone throws a punch at you, without even thinking, you're fucking out of the way. You're like, whoa. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit, that dude's wide open because he just threw the punch. (laughs) You know, and then it's over and you lay him out. It's just, it's crazy how quick your reaction time is and you don't even realize it until something's coming at you. Yeah. Oh, thank, I mean, thank skateboarding for that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. I try not to fight, dude. Like, I don't want to fight anybody. Like, try not to fight. But, like, that night, I was fucking pretty drunk and i was all rowdy and like there i was watching the fight happen and i was like yeah fuck you dude you'll get knocked out just talking shit like being an idiot shit and happens stupid that because in frisco you know like some dude could have pulled out a knife and just fucking stabbed me yeah and it's like it's not smart to look for a fight like no matter how tough you're feeling or whatever like some dude might like a lot of people are scared to get hit a lot of people have never been hit in the face and they plan to keep it that way yeah so they're gonna keep a knife or a 
gun or whatever on them, and they're not, not going to get in a fight with you or fuck stab you or shoot you. So it's like, I try not, just because of that, because people are so scared nowadays to just fucking be a man and fight. Yeah. I, I try to fight anyone, because you never know what someone's going to do. Yeah, that's smart. That's definitely smart. I got in a fight one time. Where were we? Somewhere. And Westgate... He had never really been in a fight, but he, like, threw a kick in there. Because we were just, it was me and Brian Sumner. <laughs> yeah, me and Brian Sumner were fighting in Arizona and with some spracker dude that was, like, terrorizing the restaurant we were in. And then, like, me and Sumner were, like, fight- it was, like, a burrito spot. And we were fighting the dude, and then all of a sudden, Westgate was so little then, too, because it was when we rode for Birdhouse. He didn't really get in the fight, but he just threw a kick and hit the dude and got all hyped. <laughs> that was so funny. That's so but it was awesome. But yeah, same thing. In hindsight, it's like, yeah, you don't want to fight, but you got to go through it to be like, eh, well, I know I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> yeah, I need, I like, that's like the thing. It's like, I, I was like, I, I need, you know, one good fight story is enough. <laughs> yeah. I like what you're saying, though, and I totally agree, because as skateboarders, it's like, you're learning how to be off balance so you can find balance in the off balance. Like, that's what you're doing, like, when you're pushing around and swerving. You're getting comfortable in, like, change and being off balance. Like, that's, we do that every fucking day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. You don't even realize it. Yeah, it's just something we enjoy doing where the average person's, like, working, standing. Like, they're not testing their abilities and putting themselves out of a comfort zone. For sure. Alright, we covered Ira. I'm glad you hit, brought up Ira, because I really like him. He's like, I like him as a human, and I like his skating a lot, too. Yeah, he's a dude. You should fucking have him on here, just because, like, uh, it's a sick other side of skating, because, you know, he was, uh, he was the first dude to ever try to grind El Toro. Not at that. He was, like, a kid. He went to El Toro High School, and then, you know, like, now he's, like, a filmer, and he's, like, the dude who produces, like, all the live shit, like, Battle of the Barracks, and he, and, uh, Tampa Pro and Tampa Am, he's the dude in the room, like, telling people, switch monitor, like, go to this, and writes the whole storyline, and he's, like, a hilarious dude, and everybody loves him, it'd be sick to have him on, it's like a fucking industry. Yeah, dude. I think, I think I might have recorded one with him, and then, like, my laptop cra- crashed, so, it, if no. I, no, I, I think I did, but I'm not 100% sure he'll have to call me on this. But either way, I'm going to hit him back up for sure. Because that's what I like about Ira is, like, not only does he shred, clearly he likes being in the trenches. And you can tell because he's like, doesn't have to. And then he does all the behind-the-scenes stuff to, like, keep the dream going for other people, you know? Which is fucking sick. I, I appreciate the shit out of that. Um, okay, moving along. Oh, what, what's, what skate parks are you near now that you skate on the right? Um, I'm like fucking a stone's throw away from Garbanza Park. Nice, that's it. I'm like so close to that, and I'm really close to, uh, and like you know, that's right next to South Pass Park. Yep. I'm like ten minutes from Lincoln. Lincoln's like my go-to. That's the spot I would go skate the Lincoln Flat Bar for days. Do you have Do you have like a Do you know people from all the skate parks? Like when you roll, you see like locals and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I definitely know all the locals. All the parks around here, it's sick. They're all sick dudes. Yeah, it's all cool. the of the Lincoln are tight. They're all funny dudes. They're always all over there playing dice, killing <laughs> it. Yeah, I like that about California that there's so many parks and different crews. Like where I'm at right now, all these parks are popping up. Like good parks, not like prefab bullshit, you know. But like, so now like there's like a bunch of different like communities at each skate park. You know, it's sick. Yeah, it's that. Um. Okay, moving along. Vermont, silent. You cover silent. How was it filming with Ty Evans for um, the Mountain Dew video? Dude, filming with Ty was 
really sick. It was like, uh, in the beginning, it was scary, you know, because like I knew who Ty was. I knew all the videos he's made. Like heavy. I just want to film a trick with him, like a trick. Like it was rumor, you know, like Ty's making a video. He's filming around LA with people, and like I finally got a chance. Uh, my homie Jordy Plot. Uh, he hit me up and he's like, "Yo, Ty's uh, Ty's filming me skate with my dog through the city." And it's actually, you know, it's in the it's in the video. It's like one of the last scenes. Like Jordy comes out of the house with his dog and he starts skating down the street, and then like a couple more people meet up, and a couple more people. And by the end, it's like you know, five thousand people pushing across the bridge. And uh, that was one of the earlier scenes that Ty had been had an idea to film. And Jordy hit me up like, "Yo, we need people to come meet up during the sesh, you know, and add to the crowd." So I was obviously like, "Yeah, hundred percent, I want to come meet Ty." Yeah. And we ended up skating a spot at the end of the day. Like uh, someone had called out. It was that gap downtown on Alameda off the loading dock into the street, like famous one. Yeah, I remember it. Uh, yeah, it's like not skatable anymore now. But yeah, it's a famous gap, and we ended up going there. And Ty was filming with a tr- with a camera that was attached to the front of a truck. <laughs> I would sit inside the truck and control the camera from the passenger seat while a dude would drive and he'd be like looking into this crazy monitor Whoa. and like he would we got like he would be yelling three two one action and they'd start driving and that's when you would go it wasn't like a spot where you're like okay I'm feeling it let's do this it was like you're waiting for Ty to yell action and then you go <laughs> and it's like you don't want to fuck up it's like Ty doesn't know who I am I've never met Ty before really before today it's like I'm trying to get a trick and this dude ended up uh, not doing his trick didn't land his trick the guy that called it out the tie knew yeah and uh i got this frontside flip and it was like right at golden hour i just did a frontside flip i was like i'm just gonna frontside with this gap just to get you know just to get a clip with him and it ended up being the only clip they got and it was like ty was super hyped like, fuck yeah man got the shot golden hour like this looks so sick and i was just tripping like damn fuck yeah i got a trick uh yeah it's and, funny uh, he just he got my or gave me his number and like got my number and just started hitting me up like yeah you want to come out you want to come out and then uh, I found out that they were all going to China and because Buckman James Buckman uh, my friend from New York he's a filmer and Ty had asked him to help film for the movie nice and asked him to go on this trip to China and Buckman was like yeah you should bring our homie Cookie because Cookie's like insane so Ty just like invited Cookie. I think before ever even really meeting him to go on the trip to China and Cookie told me that he was going and I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I'm hitting him die. So I hit him up and I was like, yeah, I hear you guys are going to China. Like, is it cool if I go, if I can get my ticket? And he's like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do this. And I went and then like, uh, we came home from China and it was just like, <clears throat> that was the dream. You know, I was like, okay, I just went to China. Like, I'd never left the States before and I'm going to fucking China with Ty Evans to work on this movie that's happening. I was like, this is insane. It was literally a dream come true. I was like, didn't feel like it was real. Yeah, that's a trip, dude. That's so sick. Yeah, so sick. And then we came home and uh, there was like a few weeks in between there, like two weeks. And then he was doing this seven week cross country trip where he was getting this RV and he was going to get like 30 skaters and just like, you know, go seven weeks straight cross country from LA, cross country and back. Holy and shit. And he was like, he was going to have all these skaters come in and out, and, like, no one was going to be able to do the whole seven-week trip. Like, that's insane to think. And, 
So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to go back to Vermont. I'm going to bring my girl to Vermont for the first time. She's never been there. Like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday in Vermont. This was August. And uh, he was starting the trip on August, like, 29th or 30th. And that was the day after my birthday. And I was going to be in Vermont. And he had told me, like, you know, no one's going to make the whole trip. Like, you can just hop on whenever. Nice. So I'm, like, in Vermont. And uh, I'm on the way home from the airport with my mom. And I get a call from Ty. And he's like, yo, what's up? I was just talking to Cookie. Like, I heard you're in Vermont. I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, shit. I know that uh, I said that no one was going to be able to do the whole seven-week trip. But after watching all the China stuff, like, shit's kind of changed. Like, we realized that you and Cookie were, like, best friends growing up. Like, you know, we want you guys to represent all the kids in skateboarding that came from this small place and, you know, are making it in skateboarding. Like, when all the kids that are watching, like... We want you to be those kids that they relate to. Sick. And we're like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's insane. Like, thanks, Ty. And he's like, but so that being said, like, I need you to be here the day that we leave for the road trip because I need to film you leaving L.A. Like, I need you to be here with us. And uh, he's like, and if you can't, it's no big deal. I just like, you know, I'm going to have to have someone else fill your spot. Like an hour never. Like, fuck, dude. I'm in Vermont. <laughs> like, and I told him I paid this all this money for my girl to come out. Like, I just got here. And he's like, dude, I know it's, I know it's horrible, but like, you think you can fly back? Like, I'll pay, like, we'll pay for your flight, we'll pay for your girl's flight, like, I'll pay you back for all that shit. We just need you to be here. Nice. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you're gonna pay me back for all this shit? Like, you really? I'm like, I'm there, dude. Like, there's no question. Like, I'm there, hundred percent. So after that, it was like on. We went to Barcelona, we went to Dubai, we did the seven week trip. It was just like, it was seriously unreal. It still trips me out to think about. Yeah, you can't turn you can't turn that down. That's like a uh, no, dude. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, man. I'm like, I still like even being on the trips. I was like, Ty could have called anybody in skateboarding. Like, what the fuck am I doing here in Dubai <laughs> for a month? Like, thank you, Ty. Fuck it, take it. I'll take it all day, dude. <laughs> right, man. So yeah, that was like the best thing in my life. Like the best experience. Like the best, most traveling I've ever done. Like. That should change. Yeah, yeah, it's dope to be able to go outside the country and, like, get different perspectives and see how other people live and culture and, like, it's very expanding. It's like an opportunity, you know? Like, everyone should do that. It's awesome. Alright, moving along, my friend. I'm not gonna hold you up too much longer, but I got more questions if you're down. Yeah, sure. My girl's outside on the phone with one of her homegirls. She's has been since she walked in the door, so. Nice. What do you what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't skateboarding? Like, did you have other hobbies before this, or like anything in school, or do you have any idea? <laughs> Dude, I have no fucking idea what I would do if I wasn't a skateboarder. I would like, I definitely wouldn't be able to work a normal like nine to five behind the desk job. Yeah, I would be fucked. I can't do that. I'm not. My body's not built for that. I like need to be moving or getting shit done. Like doing something. I don't know, like, shit, I have no idea. If I wasn't skating, I'd still be in Vermont, probably. Or no, I don't know, like, well, I feel like the kind of person I am, I would have wanted to escape. I would have wanted to get out of Vermont and do something else. I would do something, like, fun, you know. I'd be, like, trying to invent something or, like, something hands-on, yeah. for sure. But I have no idea, you know, because it was, like, once I started skating, it was, like, I never expected it to be a career, Yeah. but it just kept being, like, there's this opportunity. You want to go? You want to go? You wanna... And I was just like, fuck it. I guess this is what I'm doing. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? And then now it's to the point where it's like, fuck, my rent's paid. I have 
all my bills are paid. I feel like an adult for the first time, you know, nice. and <laughs> I have gas and food and like, I'm happy and it's crazy that it's from skateboarding. I'm just like tripping out on it still. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's fuck really it. <laughs> It's weird. I like, I like that you said earlier you worked like a nine to five job, like bagging groceries. Cause like if the bottom fell out, you at least, you know, you have work ethic from skating and you could do like a job. You could like hold a schedule yeah, if you sure. had to. And I've thought about all the craziness in skating before, like in, and it's like made me feel like, I could be more at peace with a job, you know, now, after, like, everything I've got to experience and, like, skating and, like, going pro and all this. Like, if it got to the point where, I, like, I had to work, it's like, shit, you can't take away everything that has happened up to this point away from me. And it's like, fuck, if I can make it 26 years of my life without ever having to fucking do a real job where I was working more than, you know, 15 hours a week, then shit, I'm, I'm so lucky. Just, just run, Forrest, run. So grateful, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like Dave. Dave's, uh, he does the stuff, the woodworking stuff on the side, like it's his little passion, you know? I, th- I think that's so cool when people find things like that, like little things they get turned on by and like find ways to monetize it a little bit, you know what I mean? Sure. I always like that. I tell people that like work jobs that they're not into, I'm like, well just find a way to like, pay for one of your day like if you had a side passion or hobby that you really like and you can monetize it somehow like even if it like it covered your bills for one day that'd be one day you're away from doing the job you don't want to do you know like exactly and you did it from something you enjoy doing yeah exactly so i mean that's awesome i I love that shit all right do you vote at all are you gonna vote for presidency (laughs) i I voted for sure uh i've never voted before this year see won't front, and I honestly don't think it really fucking matters but this year. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I mean, I don't even want to get into all that shit. I just, I feel like no matter what, they've known for fucking the last two years who's going to be the next president. The last four years, they like, they know who's going to be the next president. They fucking let us all cast our votes, quote unquote, with, you know, to make you feel like you're fucking in power, like, you know, you're doing something. Or, like, you know, it's up to you. But, I mean, I don't believe that we have any power. I think that they know what they want. The government knows what they want. And they fucking, they keep doing it. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to put it in the hands of all of fucking us, you know. Like, because if we get to choose and that throws off their whole plan, it's like, I don't know. Like, that whole shit is crazy to me. So, I don't think it really fucking means anything. But if if it does, and the, if, if I'm wrong, I've been wrong before in life, and if it does matter... I fucking can't, you know, you gotta try to make sure Donald Trump doesn't become our fucking president. (laughs) I'm cynical as well, my friend. (laughs) I don't believe that it helps, but damn it, I fucking voted for Hillary just to hope that we don't get that asshole in. It's like, dude, he's fucking crazy, man. Like, oh, he's scared. The world is at such a crazy place. Like, we're so overpopulated on the world. Like, the world is cool. Like, one billion people, it's sustainable at that point. We're fucking over nine billion people. We're past oil production peak. We're like, the stock market is about to fucking crash again. Like, we're like so close to the world, like the collapse that needs to happen to the world for the world to be around any longer that it sucks to say, but maybe this is what sends us there. Maybe this is what's supposed to happen. We fucking get Trump and president, he sends us to war and some crazy shit happens and fucking mass my, you know population 
decrease and the world goes back to fucking everyone growing their own food and like you know here here's my theory here's my theory i think the people that run the government they own resources and like Mm -hmm. their resources used to poison people to make a profit and now that we have the mirrors and the internet everyone can see that like that's not a good thing because more people have empathy and understanding for everyone so now people have to learn to make money off of creating and sharing and health health care and helping and like like things that actually like people should get paid for and like hold yeah. good jobs you know like um so I feel like the people that are in charge of our country or whatever like they have an agenda you know and they're gonna, <coughs> they exactly. they better hope we all succeed together because then you don't want to be with the one percent with like chaos below there's too many people in America we're too widespread the states still have power it seems like at least with the weed stuff you know like they yeah, might. Dude. They might legalize, I know they helped with medicinal and stuff, which is rad, but, um, they might go recreational, we'll see what happens. Crazy, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, this shit trips me out, it's just like, I don't know, like, like, LA is like, uh, fucking, yeah. however many billion people, or a million people, what is it, like 11 million people living on a four-day food supply. Yeah, it's like a desert, right? It's supposed to be a desert out there. Yeah, and we're living on a four-day food supply. So that means if fucking everything crashes, if the stock market were to go down or, like, everything were to go to shit today, there's enough food to feed the people that are here right now for four days before all the food is gone and everybody's fucking killing themselves trying to get to the next place, which is fucking the desert, which is the desert. (laughs) Arizona and Vegas, and it's just like, dude, like, everyone's so fucked, and living here is so fucked. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could live in Vermont and still be a skateboarder. If they, if I could do that, I would totally do it. But the industry is out here, so I'm out here. But yeah. oh man, one day I'll have enough money where I only have to be here when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I, desert. I bet after four days, dude, it'd be zombie apocalypse and people would be freaking out. It's so funny when I'm in California and people freak out when it rains because in Southern California because it doesn't rain that often. But, like, on the East Coast, people have nor'easter snowstorms and, like, two feet of snow, and people are out just going to the grocery store. It's like, what are you yeah. In Cali, they're, like, slamming on the brakes. There's car accidents yeah. every time it rains. When it rains, they're evacuating people. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving along. We're moving along. Have you seen any good movies lately? Or do you listen, do you consume anything? Skate videos, movies, books, podcasts? Yeah, I watch a lot of fucking... Netflix and chill? Yeah, <laughs> watch a lot of Netflix, a lot of movies. Uh, my day, normally. Sorry, I'm eating a chocolate right now. What kind, <laughs> what, bad time. What kind of chocolate, though? Nice. They were on sale because uh, Halloween's over now. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> Half off, bro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yep. Uh, yeah, my day is normally like I wake up, come make coffee, kick it on the couch for like you know, a couple hours and like watch TV, and then go skate all day. Come home at like five, like four or five, and. Uh, just chill and watch more TV, hang out with my dog, wait for the girl to get home. By the time she gets home, she's the senior designer at uh, Lucky Brand Jeans. So nice. She's a boss. She's working all the time. So when she gets home, like we usually hang out, like just kicking on the couch, and she decompresses and we watch TV. So we end up watching a lot of good movies, TV. 
Do you have any favorite shows? Sorry, go ahead. Do you have any favorite shows? Uh, yeah, we watch Shameless. That shit is awesome. My girl watches uh, that. Walking Dead. Yeah, because you're getting ready for the zombie apocalypse when the four-day supply runs out. Tony Carr got us hooked on Walking Dead so many years ago when we all lived in the silent house in this apartment. Tony Carr came over and said, dude, I got this new show. You got to see this. And he pulled up The Walking Dead and we all just fucking binged it. No one skated for like a week. We all just sat in the dungeon and like watched it, dude. It was insane. So I've just been sucking ever since and it's still going and it's still like insane. It's like the number one show on TV. Gnarly. I tried. It's still so good. I tried to get into it. I watched like two episodes and they were sick and then like my time just got away from me and I never went back. So I got to go back. And there's so much now because I only watched two episodes. Yeah. I like a... Yeah, dude, I like I like watching TV. I like Gold Rush is like my favorite shit. I'm like chilling by myself. I watch like Gold Rush. I don't know if anyone else watches that shit. But guess who does? Guess who does? The last person that told me about that, because that's the people in Alaska, right? Mining for gold. Mm-hmm. Brandon Westgate was hyping the shit yeah. up, dude. Yeah. Dude, I was talking to Westgate about Gold Rush. I was <laughs> on that. Yeah, dude, he's even hyped on the. Uh, he was telling me he's even hyped on the Bering Sea Gold. Yeah. Like, where they're in the water, dude. Yeah, what? Dude, yeah, see, that dude's the man. That's why I could just kick it and we watch fucking, watch that show. Throw <laughs> some Gold Rush on and chill. <laughs> yeah, Gold Rush is what's up. Uh, dude, the, my favorite show I think that's ever been on was The King of the Road. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be so reality show. But it was like, fucking so entertaining because i love the king of the road i love watching the little webisodes and you're always like so much happened they got it i want to see more yeah hour-long episodes those were so sick i was hyped for that shit to come on every week yeah and it's like you think you think like if it was a with a tv channel they're gonna butcher it and like like leave out all the awesome stuff but it's spice is the shit yeah so that's awesome all right moving along my friend um oh i wanted to ask you about your video part um, in Sunco, I saw there was, like, a dedication in the beginning. Oh, yeah. What's that all about? Um, <coughs> so, <coughs> when I was growing up, I was talking about, like, uh, <coughs> all the older dudes we looked up to. And there's this dude, Sean Stem. <coughs> and, uh... <coughs> sorry. You, you got some water? Get some water. I'm gonna start over when we're done with this flip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking... Yeah, so growing up, there was this dude, Sean Stem, and he was, like, uh, part of the Colin Hale, Dave Avery, Marshall Heath generation, and he is, like, insane, so good, so much pop, and, uh, he's, like, the Westgate from where we were from, like, he could fucking ollie anything. Vermont. And, uh, yeah, and he was really good, man, you probably saw him around, like, a black dude, Sean Stem. Oh, I'm he sure was, I have, dude. Dude, he killed bots, like, uh, there's that one super long hubba. In Boston, that the I barley ledge. There's the mellow one. Yeah, he did uh, some shit on that. I can't remember what he did back in the day, like in Travis Card's videos. Not really. He was like, you definitely chilled with him before, like skated with him, seen him around. That's it. Dude, he was the man, and uh, yeah, he just got caught up in some bad shit and ended up fucking passing away last year. Not really. And uh, he was just like a huge inspiration when we were growing up, and like just part of the huge part of the scene and I don't know I just wanted to throw throw dedication in there no, it happened right. a couple of months before I put my part out and I was like definitely gonna just put that before my part yeah that's sick man well you fucking went for it in that part that kind of leads me into like 
the <laughs> the enders and like the scary stuff like what's the scariest one for you uh the scariest trick in that part for me for sure and probably one of the scarier tricks i've ever done in my life was the board slide on the burbank rail the one that i did the backsmith pop over on yeah you stopped in front of the wall that you like board slid but yeah. there's a wall that you could just jam so, like, i always talked about it like you could board side this whole thing, you know? Like, you just have to lean over to the side and, like, you know, swerve the wall. Like, I always talked about it, and it was always like, yeah, I'm going to do it one day. And uh, it was getting towards the end of the workout video, and I was like, and I was like, well, what's up with that board slide? And I was like, fuck, dude, and we went there. You're like, I shouldn't have talked that much about it, goddamn. I looked at it, and I was like, because I had thought about it in my head a bunch, and I was like, yeah, no, it's 100% possible. All you got to do is just like, you know, just be ready and leaned over and you can swerve that wall. And uh, when we got there, I looked at it and I was like, damn, this is so much longer than I remember. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be cooking by the time we get to the bottom. Like, I'm going to be going so fast. Like, I'm not going to be able to dodge that wall. It was steep, too. as fuck. It, it's pretty steep. Yeah. And it's like, it's just long. And I was like, fuck. And the wall's right there when you land. So if like if you fuck up and you fall forward, you're gonna die. Like it's it's gonna be the worst thing ever. <laughs> Not cool. Yeah, that... fuck. I definitely bit off more than I could chew with this one. Like, and I tried to back out of it. And I don't ever do that. Like when I call it a trick, I'm like gonna at least try it. But I tried to back out. I was like, dude, I can't do this. I like this is gnarly. And he's like, dude, just you got this. Like just caveman it. You know, like I'm like. Just caveman, alright, so I'm like cavemaning from like two stairs, three stairs, four stairs, and like eventually I'm cavemaning from like basically the top, and I'm just like bending my knee right when I land and swerving the wall, Gnarly. and I was like, alright, well, I guess, it's, I guess it's possible, like, fuck it, let's try it, and I hopped on one and like slid it, and just like all the way, and just like jumped all the way over to the side, and it was just like the scariest thing I've ever done, like to pull the trigger of that one, I've rolled up so many times before I tried it. But I finally, like, hopped on one, and I was like, all right, this is possible. But I just had, it was scary, because I had to go so slow. I was like, I'm just going to creep at it and just take it. But it's like, if you go that slow and you fuck up, you're going to, like, sack it and die into the wall. Like, just bad thoughts. That was the first thing I thought when I saw it was I was like, holy shit, he went so slow. And there's a whole, like, bunch of stairs and rails. There's no way to get out of it. From that yeah, tall. Yeah, really, you're like, once you, when you stand up on the middle of it and you're going for it, like, you're going for it. And one of the tries, my wheels, my front wheels clipped on the way up into the board slide. And I remember, like, clipping and getting on and taking it down and still just being so fucking scared. But it, like, took me, like, five minutes after to try it again after that. But once you're adrenaline. I remember riding away and just being so psyched. Like, yes, dude, I fucking did it. It worked. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, once your adrenaline's going and you get that first one done, but sometimes that first one's a bitch, dude, for sure. Yeah, pulling the trigger is, like, the worst thing ever, but once you just go for it, like, the more you sit and think about it, the more you're gonna talk yourself out of it. Like, if you just go for it, like, it's like, alright, cool, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you reminded me of a story. I think it was the last Tampa Pro I was at. I think Ira was skating in the practice, or it was the... No, it might have been the contest, the, like, industry contest. The DM contest, yeah? Yeah, he did. He was... Dude, he... I think he split, split his, his... face open. Yeah, and he was skating with blood the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Nar he's so gnarly. It's funny when that guy's telling you, like, dude, you got this. You're like, I gotta believe him. I gotta believe him, dude. You know what I mean? I know, right? <laughs> 
He knows. He's been in the trenches, bro. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> All right, let me just let me just look through this real quick. Enders, we got the Shanti. One trick goes hard, nailed it. Man, well, I, I think I, I think that's it. We covered it all, man. Usually, how I end the show though is like, um, what social media are you on? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of that stuff? How can people find you if they want to check out fucking craziness? <laughs> or your dog? <laughs> yeah, if uh, well, fuck. If you want to follow my dog? Nice. <laughs> His Instagram is at Tandy Dot Bear. Nice. Pretty good follow. Uh, yeah, but my Instagram is just my name, Jordan Maxim. Yeah, Jordan Maxim. And uh, my Facebook is my name. It sucks. I used to like Facebook. I used to look through Facebook all the time because I see all my homies from back home. Yeah. Like, those are all my, like, homies from high school that, like, I don't talk to that much. I, like, see what they're doing and, like, see what they post. But now, since I've fucking changed my thing over to, like, I had to change to a- myself to an athlete. Yeah. Or whatever. So you can't like look through your homies' feeds anymore. It's super weird. Yeah, it's because it's because when you hit a certain you hit like a certain number of followers, you have to switch it over so you can so you can have like a bunch of people. But then it's like you lose all the stuff. Like you you can't communicate. I noticed that too. It's like bullshit. You're like what the? And then they were like, they told you you could have like a profile and a bit. Now I'm like, I gotta have two things to do it. Like yeah, merge that bitch. So there's that. (laughs) Like you can like my. Facebook, if you want. I mean, I don't really care about that, but I post I, I, anything that goes on my Facebook is just something I'm like super hyped on on my Instagram, so I put it on my Facebook. So, nice. Facebook tip: follow my Instagram. That's where all my shit is at. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have data for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair like, enough. So you got a Snapchat? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't got enough. I like I'm on my phone too much as it is. Like, add another addiction in there, another app, like. Phones are too much, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be for sure. <laughs> um, anything else? Nothing else? No, that'll do it, man. I'm fucking uh, stoked you had me on here. Thanks, man. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, man. This was really fun. It was like awesome to. I've like watched your skating, you know, and paid attention. So it's cool to like meet the man behind. I know we. I'm sure we've bumped into each other, but we can't like talk like this, you know. Yeah, no, it's sick, dude. I appreciate it. Always down to come back and talk some more if you got no one else around. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Jordan, thank you. Believe that, man. Fucking keep doing it, dude. This is sick. One last thing before we get out of here. I'd just like to thank everybody out there that has bought something from All I Need. Um, if you've seen our decks in the shop and you copped one, or if you ordered some of our apparel from our online store, um, thank you guys. Um, it means a lot. It's much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, you can check it all out at allineedskate.com. And we'd also like to thank World Industries um, for supporting the show. And the Shetler Reflex mid-top is coming. Um, and don't forget, check out the Flameboy Lives collection. And you can see it all at worldindustries.com. And thank you guys for listening. You guys make this show worth doing. Peace.